We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Josh Hart is one of the best rebounders for his size. Look at that. 8.1. It's players 6'6 six, six and under. You know, you always see that expression, uh, he's the toughest fighter pound for pound. He might be the best rebounder inch for inch or foot for foot or however you want to put it. The guy's just, he's just, as you said earlier, he's got a knack and an instinct for it. How about Zion Williamson, only 6.4 rebounds? I would have thought he would have been a lot more than that with how much he plays around the basket. But Josh Hart is doing everything to help his team win here with the Blazers. Ben R. Love Josh Hart, but I love never having to hear about Cam Reddish more. I, I just want to say on a serious note, um, when Cam goes to Portland and takes the place in the starting five and starts rattling off like Cam Thomas like games, that is going to be tough for us sitting here. Uh, Jeremy, you know, you're not you're not getting up. You said when, and I was like, wait a second. But now I'm catching on. It's been a day. It has been a day. Uh, I I mean, look. I get. Does the Cam Hive travel? Cam Hive traveled to New York, so they can go. To I Portland. think the Cam Hive emerged in New York. No, no, there was a there was Cam Fam was definitely. You're so not online. High school. <laughs> oh my New, gosh, this Atlanta, thing exists. New York, Portland. The, the tour does not stop. It's, it's oh wow. Okay. The, the Cam Hive is older than Nick's film school, bro. Do they have like? Do they have trees for the hive? Because the hive should be in a tree, right? Do they have they have a lot of trees in the Pacific North uh, Northwest, so that's good. I think it's more of a hive that gets built onto like an old house, and it just like it used to be wood, but now it's a nest. So, oh, okay. yeah, that that it, it like it gets its its hive tentacles in there, so it's like exactly. the cordyceps, right? Well, it's now on its way to Portland. So, <laughs> hope they like Godspeed. boo donuts. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> forgotten NYC. I love good players. Josh Hart is good. That is all. That's, I mean, there's your analysis. Like, yes. Um, very much so. Agree. Uh, Guy Huber then. How do we get Hart as minutes without hurting Emmanuel Quickly's? Valid concern. I hate that IQ is always the one taking hits when he's been such a solid uh, soldier and important for us. I am not convinced that he's going to be taking that big of a hit. He's great. He's been he's been really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've always seen quickly on the on in an ideal role, probably being more of a twenty five 
minute a game guy. I think he could get 25 minutes a game with Josh Hart and maybe more. How sure are we as well that it's not someone like RJ just seeing some of his minutes get into? We'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> What's the Simpsons gif? Uh, stop it. He's already dead. <laughs> yeah. Crusty. Yes. Nick's Prophecy TV. Um, yeah, the Hamburglar. That was it. Uh, you think this means the Rose for Allen and a Baca trade? Uh, yeah, no. Jer- Jeremy was just talking about it. I don't. Maybe, but I don't. It's a lot of mouths to feed. A lot if of you're getting, forget about Ibaka. It's just adding Allen to what we're already talking about as a crowded team. Yeah. I also like. I don't. Why would? Why would Milwaukee? Swap out Grayson Allen for our, for Derrick Rose. I, I just I don't see it. Um, but who knows? Know. Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? Friend of the pod, but not Knicks fans. RJ approves of the deal in a big way. Go figure. Richard Jefferson. Oh, oh I was yes. about to say <laughs> <laughs> different RJ. Yes. Uh, does he? I'm pulling up the tweet now. He. Oh, good. I can actually just summarize it. He said Josh Hart is the type of player that elevates your ceiling to the second round. I don't want that kind of pressure on us. He's a winning player. Elliot G, first time, long time, and all that. Big fan of KFS. Thoughts on Obi still being moved by this deadline. Um, I will... I, I, I think you'd be comfortable with me saying this. Again, Fisher was on and he was getting asked some uh, Nick's questions before and somebody asked him about Obi and he said he's heard the same two teams right he's heard Indiana um, and he's heard um, what uh, Utah right um, and that's it you know I I just wonder what the team is that's going to value Obi Toppin because I don't know if you feel differently Jeremy I don't think that they're going to trade Obi Toppin to trade Obi Toppin no, I agree. It's just, again, they brought someone into the rotation. It will squeeze someone out. It, I think a lot of this also comes down to who do they who do they want playing minutes more? And I know they're different positions, but would you rather Obi? have Deuce or Obi? I, I don't know. Again, they're vastly different positions, but if Hart is more of a wing and can play like a bigger player, then what does that mean for Obi? Hold on. You're, there's another component to this because if you are assuming that Obi goes out and Deuce stays in the rotation, um, first of all, I think, if I'm following you, you're assuming that Obi goes out and a rotation player doesn't come back, which means you're basically sending Obi out for draft equity and not a, a, not a player that needs to play, which we'll see. Also, it... it Puts RJ as your backup four, which I don't know how they feel about. Well, we I think they'd they be, feel about. Well, Tibbs has even said in the past where he he likes RJ backup mm-hmm. four. See, sometime like it, it wouldn't be a ton of minutes, just be a few here and there where they could play a little bit, matching up accordingly. Uh, I was curious if Indiana has any trade player exceptions. It does not seem like they do. They are operating over the cap, but they could renounce. Believe it or not. Tyreek Evans is cap hold and then they'd be an oh under the cap God. team, which means so two ways that Obi would be able to be acquired uh, in general, one by Indiana, if they went under the cap, 
The other is with Utah, who or that has multiple traded player exceptions, one of which is the Joe Ingles traded player exception that, wouldn't you know, um, it expires tomorrow. So it's not like there aren't avenues for the Knicks to be able to do it. They could. It's just a matter of what's coming back. Very well said. Uh, thank you, Elliot. And thank you to everybody watching. I've been keep, Andrew keeps telling us there's a lot of people here, so this is awesome. Hamdi M, do you think uh, you have to keep in mind a Tibbs player? Don't like the square peg in a round hole scenario. I, I, I again, I'm like, what is a Tibbs player? I'm, I, I, I'm honestly not even saying that facetiously. What is a Tibbs player besides someone that plays hard, does the the little things, does the dirty work, and is all about the team? You know, and I know that last phrase is going to get a lot of eyes rolling, and that's fine. So it's so it's funny. I'm going to read this. GMAC puts in the chat, not Cam Reddish or Obi Toppin. Cam Reddish was not a tips player, and I don't think we need to talk about why that is. He he, not a tips player. Obi Toppin, like. Tibbs did talk about this guy at the end of last season. I know I wasn't imagining this. He compared it to Taj Gibson in terms of his like effect on the team, his spirit, his liveliness. I think there are things that Toppin does that frust or doesn't do that frustrate Tibbs at times. Just like I think, but those those things that Toppin doesn't do or or doesn't do as well as Tibbs might like to do, I think those things would frustrate any coach. Like if your if your power forward averages seven point five rebounds for thirty six minutes, I think that would frustrate a lot of coaches. You know, if he misses a, a box out or if he if he uh, someone beats him back door or, you know, he. I'm trying to th- but he's good on all, or if he's a little too passive on offense, um, I think those things would bother a lot of coaches. So I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How to answer that. Well, I know if there this is a decent jump, I don't want to downplay it, but. If Josh Hart were shooting 35% from three this year, I don't think we'd be talking about him as a Tibbs player because I think that saying he's a Tibbs player can often, sometimes it can have a good connotation. In this context, it's it's, it's not very positive. And I think if you take someone who's not a good shooter from the outside, but is really good from the two-point range, which is why his field goal percentage, his true shooting percentage is pretty good, it seems like he's not a Tibbs player because he's not a three and D type wing. He's a defensive wing lacking with the three. And as a result, there's the idea with Tibbs doesn't care about spacing. And so he's a Tibbs type player. And if that is the case, I don't agree with that. He is a Tibbs player, but he's also a front office player. The issue is just the shot. You hope that comes around. And if it doesn't, you have good talent around him. That's capable of shooting that mitigates the issue. I I feel the need to just, Issue a reminder: The Knicks have a top ten offense. They have a bottom half of the league defense. That is where they need to improve. Josh Hart, I' pretty sure his effective field goal percentage will be, if not the best on the Knicks amongst non big men, it will be very, very close to the top. Um, this is a good offensive player with a weak spot. They need to figure it out. They need to mitigate it. They need to be creative. We have seen creativity on the offensive side of the floor, not in the ways people want, but like, again, I was the one who was yelling and screaming and ranting and raving before the season. This is not going to work. This is not going to work. This is not going to work. All these guys want to be in the paint. It's not going to work. Well, guess what? It worked. They're a top 10 offense. 
adding a guy who's a good, smart offensive player who has one weakness to, to say, oh, it, you know, that's they're going to be beating their heads against the wall. No, I, I don't see it. Good's the enemy of perfect. Yes. Per- perfect is perfect's the enemy of good. Enemy of the good there. Yeah, I love that quote. Kevin Nedeshevsky, are there any teams that may take on RJ despite the poison pill? It's not about that can take him on. It's a, or that want to take him on. It's about can take him on. It's the, the Spurs. You can get around it with the Spurs. Um, I guess you could get around it with the Pacers because they're, what are they, 10 under? Yeah, but they're functioning as an over the cap team. Oh, because they yeah. have a hold. Mm-hmm. They, they have yeah. a hold. That's right. I got a nitpick here. I, I understand the question, but the may take on RJ. I know we're talking about RJ not being a fit. He's still a good player. Yes, he it's is. Just, it's just that the way the Knicks are constructing this roster, it feels like there is less and less of a need for what he brings as they bring like, not like players, but players who can, who just don't compliment him in quite the same way. Like it just doesn't feel like the solid fit, but it's not, it's not taking on. It's just they finding a deal that works and I don't see them finding it this year and that's okay. I don't either. Sean Ford. I was able to make a three team trade work with RJ and Grayson Allen to Toronto. Okay. OG to the Knicks, Derek Rose to Milwaukee and spare parts. I could dream. I love heart. Let's fucking go next. Um, Do the Raptors want RJ other than the fact he's Canadian? I don't mean that as shade. It's just like they love players who have, you know, incredible length deflect the ball like crazy. As we've talked about before, that's just not who RJ is. I think there's a, there's a team that, would love to have RJ. I, I just don't see it as it being the Raptors. It's funny. We were just talking about teams that could take on RJ. I hate that this has become a trade RJ podcast and I'm responsible for it. I'm the problem. It's me. I'm going to blame you too. You should blame me. I, What's the line about? It? I'd rather look in the, at the sun than look in the mirror. That's me tonight. I'm not gonna be able to look in the mirror tomorrow. Um, <laughs> As I as I say, a three team trade. Uh, I don't. Uh, I haven't thought this through, but we've heard the Raptors be interested in Yaka Pertle, um reuniting, as it were, with Yaka Pertle, who they shipped out to get a a uh, championship because uh, he was part of the Kawhi trade. Um, the Spurs are. If you're talking about teams that I could see potentially talking them, not talking themselves into wrong phrasing. Talk, no, talking themselves into the ceiling. Of RJ, which we all still believe exists. Yes. Uh, the Spurs are a team. I think the Spurs are an interesting team. Spurs took on Kawhi, drafted him, turned him into an MVP caliber player, championship player. Um, I know Chip England doesn't work for the Spurs anymore. He now works for the Thunder. I think it's the Thunder. I forget. He works for some other organization. He's not with Spurs anymore. Um, but they are a team that I could see looking at RJ and being like, okay, maybe we little duplicitous with, with, uh, duplicative, duplicitous, one of those duplicitous, duplicitous. Thank you. Um, with Kelton Johnson, I understand that, but whatever, that's oh, duplicative, duplicitous. Like, he does the same things. Oh, okay. Yes. Duplicative. duplicative. Okay. Yes. Um, this is exceptional podcasting. Hey, it's a little bit it's been a long day. <laughs> it's eleven fifty-five in the in the in the PM. Done two pods and a full day of work. So, like, uh, oh my god, you should have a while ago. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Look at us. Um, 
So RJ to San Antonio, um, Pirtle to Toronto, um, and OG to New York. The, the Knicks would have to be sending out a little bit more money, which Toronto could take on. I'm not sure what that money would be. Um, and there'd be picks involved too, obviously. Um, I don't know. Just thought that popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Skeetco Levine trade incoming. I, I talk about um, no, I don't think so. Leon and Tibbs guy. See, I, I don't know if Zach Levine is a Tibbs guy. I know Tom Tibbs coach Zach Levine. I don't know if Zach Levine is a Tibbs guy. Yeah, sure if that. it's incoming, it's not this year. Not no, this it's season. not this year. I hope that's not where this is headed. My God, Robert Cross Cutlets. Uh, don't you dare be a technocrat with me. Deuce needs to remain in the rotation. Hashtag 53 wins. I love that Robert is not getting off this hill. It's okay. It's fantastic. It's my job to bring him back to earth. It's my mission in life. Uh, oh, oh, from Jersey. Is there any way an RJ trade for Sadiq Bay works? No. Uh, it would be nice to get Isaiah Stewart as well. If not, what's your take on the best OB trade? That's the thing is like, I don't know that there is a best OB trade. I mean, I know we talked about the Duarte thing, you know, a while back, Jeremy, laid it out in a, in a cap or no cap. Uh, like the Vanderbilt thing was like mildly interesting to me. I didn't love that. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it need like someone needs to value Obi Toppin and I don't know who's valuing them enough to send the Knicks back a thing. Jeremy, you seem to think maybe someone will send them a pick. I, I, I don't know. Well, it's hard to value Obi Toppin when he can't even create value on his own team based on the limited minutes that he has carved out available to him based on how Tibbs like to coach. Um, with that said, you know, like I, I thought I'd mentioned in the past Duarte and with Josh Hart on the Knicks, I now can put this idea to bed. But the two things that I thought with Duarte were number one, if you moved him and Obi, then you're low. You have a lower salary for 2024. If you wanted cap space, that was one thing. But the second thing would have been that Duarte would essentially be continuous soup because he's Yay! a free agent the year after in 2025. You could extend him. You have enough salary where it actually helps you. Even with the cap spike, you either want to have a lot of cap space or you want to be really far above the cap. And it seems like the Knicks are going to choose to be really far above the cap that year, which I think is totally fine. Um, just, you don't want to be no half measures here. The way I see it for a team like Indiana, I mean, yeah, they've got three first round picks this year. There's going to come a point in which it's probably too much. Yes. They could use two picks and do a draft and stash. They could trade up with two of them. Like they have avenues available to them, but if they wanted to bring in a four in the door, um, I thought that the idea of Grant Williams was a fascinating one. If you're Indiana, you can afford to pay him. You can yeah. offload a pick like that would make more sense than Obi in terms of the first round value, but finding some sort of way, if, if you wanted to do it, like that's, that's how it would have to be done. You find a team. Yes. That values him, that sees the potential in him and not just who he is in this role, because who Obi is in this role is not indicative of the talents yes. that he can provide. And because of that, that's where I, that's where the value is. The value is in the untapped abilities that he cannot showcase on this team as constructed, as coached, as he is. 
Well said. Thank you, O from Jersey. Appreciate that. Manny Campos, what's going on, Manny? Good to see you from you again. Does this trade raise the chances of a Forney and or Rose trade now that they were the 11th and 12th men with no bad to minutes, even with injury? I don't think it changes it one iota. Um, I think they are as likely to be moved today as they were yesterday, which is, you know, whatever. Thanks, Manny. Appreciate that. Um, Sam Garcia's dad. We got to get someone from the Garcia family in here. Where did he go? Oh, here it is. Shouldn't we be looking at someone who can shoot threes? A red heart averages less than three three-pointers per game. Why should I be excited about this trade? I think we've talked about this a lot at this point. I don't think we need to go over it again. I mean, if we're talking about just lineup combinations that work, um, you're going to want... Um, so one, one complicating factor uh, with keeping deuce in the rotation is Deuce, while he has made threes, um, he had a nice three-game three game stretch, made seven threes over three games. That was important. We won't talk about the 10 out of 11 games before that where he didn't make a three. Um, I think having Hart and Deuce on the floor at the same time might be a little rough. I mean, defensively, my God. Um, you know, so having him on the floor with Quickly or Brunson or both, I think that's important. Um, if Obi does stay on the team, I think having him on the floor with Obi certainly helps because Obi shoots threes or Randall for that matter. Like that's the thing is like this team doesn't have like where where are the non shooters on this team in their current rotation right now? Who who's a who is a non shooter? Would you say Deuce? Deuce isn't a non shooter. He's just not a very consistent, decent shooter right now, right? I'd agree with that. RJ's put up six threes a game. He's not a non-shooter. Uh, again, percentages are not where you need them to be, but like, he's not a non-shooter. Um, it's really the fives. It's just the fives. Because then and, it's like guys who can shoot one through four. They're yeah, like guys it, who can pull up who are ones and twos. Yeah, and the notion that it is impossible in the NBA today to get away with playing a five who doesn't shoot um, and a, a another player who is not much of a shooter. I, I think that's a fallacy. I do think getting him on the floor with Hardenstein, I, I would be, so I think he's like, if Hardenstein's out there, I think Hart should probably be out there too, especially again with the cutting and Hardenstein's passing. It's a natural connection. That makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, and, and teams have to respect Hardenstein if he's 10, 15 feet from the basket. It doesn't need to be a stretch five for you to, to have enough spacing to make Hart's presence work. Um, and then, you know, from there, get a little, get a little creative with your, with your sets and things, but I think they could do it. Great. I think they could do it. Thanks, Sam Garcia's dad. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award regardless of the severity of your injury and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212 212- 366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's up, Knicks fans? This new year, you've got goals, and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest. With keto, calorie smart, vegan veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef prepared, dietitian approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? out get factor instead not only is factor cheaper but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery just two minutes also eating vegan or veggie is a snap with factor each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't and if you're looking to mix it up you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week get factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle simply choose and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Jub Jub, I know you guys don't think so, but I still... I still say OB Fournier and three protected firsts for OG happens last minute. Uh, Toronto's not doing that. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. Just not a value. Probably. I mean, well, it all depends, right? But yes, I would agree. It's, it's probably not it. But then again, you know, I think if Fournier and three protected firsts, for example, was offered or even if it rose in three protected first trade would have gotten done by now but you know 
the other thought again are they buying if you're the Raptors with Raptors, this yeah. Pirtle news are they doing both are they comfortable getting Pirtle but trading Ananobi no idea they'd have to completely change direction not saying they can't or they won't but until they do I think we just have to assume they're keeping everyone seems like a safer bet I understand the flight risk of Gary Trent Jr. and Van Vliet but they have the bird rights for both of them they could chalk it up to a you know a bad season whatever I mean yeah someone likely does have to go because if they're getting Pirtle then we're talking about Van Vliet Gary Trent Jr. I think Van Obi. But then who's running their offense? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe Derek Rose. Um, yeah. But but I'm saying like between Van Vliet, Trent Jr., Siakam, Barnes, and um and Ananobi, if you add a center to that, one of the five I just mentioned would be coming off the bench. Yep. And who if it's it's not gonna be Siakam. If Ananobi does it, he's going to leave. If Gary Trent Jr. does it, he's probably going to leave, although he'd be the likeliest candidate who'd be able to come off the bench. And it's not going to be Van Vliet. Off the bench. And Barnes definitely isn't doing it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Jub Jub. Busy. Are you guys concerned with this trade and any trade made tomorrow morning messing with the chemistry of the team? I am the play. Uh, I, I am. Or something. The players seem to like each other. Oh, I am. The players seem to like each other. I think Josh Hart's going to get along just swimmingly, considering he played with the top two guys. I don't think that's going to be a problem at all. Agreed. Yeah. Thanks, Busy. Appreciate it again. A.E. Kennedy, um, could this potentially open up cutting and transition opportunities for Obi as well as help his defense on the second unit? Um, help his defense on the second unit. I think he needs to help his own defense on the second unit. Not that it's been terrible. It hasn't. Open up cutting and transition opportunities. I mean, it's tough because you you're bringing in a good cutter and you're bringing in a guy who's good defensively and who deflects balls and steals passes and the whole thing. Um, so that's good. When you're in your half court offense, that's tougher because Hart's presence will have teams sagging off, you know, and it's one more guy that wants to cut. So I think it's a gift and a curse, probably. Can I give you two free stats for your newsletter? Please. So this season, uh, Josh Hart, in terms of points per play in the half court, 81st percentile. That's pretty good. Last year, he was the 88th percentile. Year before, he was... Well, actually, yeah, last year with the, with the Blazers, 88th percentile. Last year with the Pelicans, 69th percentile. Nice. Transition is another thing. Uh, he's in the 92nd percentile in points per possession in transition. So this is someone who can run the floor, and when you have a half-court offense set, be very good, despite the fact that he's not even a great shooter. These are important factors. These are things that the Knicks do care about. They have looked care for players who can... Yeah, they've looked for players who can It's how do they build well their and, team. Offensive rebounding and, and... yeah, Rebounding and, yes, in the half-court and putbacks and everything. So... He's going to help them a lot. There are a lot of areas. I mean, off live re- offenses, but no, off live rebounds. This shouldn't come as a surprise. 96th, 96th percentile in points per possession. It's, he's very good with that. This is, th- they got a guy that fits exactly to a T how they built their team. They will work around the shooting issue. I'm not worried. Again, the more I read into it, for whatever it's worth, the more it makes sense. Makes like any sense. doubts that I had, right? But any doubts that I had on the, on a surface level, 
this wipes them clean. Yeah, look, it's again, it's there's a reason the guy was signed for what he was signed for, and he does all those great things. And it's it's the three point shooting. He's a wing that doesn't yep. really shoot threes. I get it. We all get it. Doesn't mean it can't work or won't work. Dom, uh, I love the trade, although I had planned for bed two hours ago. <laughs> Low risk. John, are you feeling better about your preseason 43 wins prediction? I'm feeling pretty great about that right now. Um, maybe I was a little low. We'll see. I got good news for you. What? <laughs> There's a good chance that if it does not hit, that the Knicks still have a first-round pick. Oh, that's true. That's a good call. I mean... They're they're they put a, I mean, I don't know about winning a playoff series, but I think they put a they they better get to the playoffs, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, listen, they could win 42 games and still make yeah. the playoffs and the picks gone, but for sure. Still. Thanks, Dom. Uh, Andrew's feeling better about 45 wins. Russ Guberman. What's going on, Russ? We just traded away an RJ buddy for a Brunson buddy. Um, oh yeah, they did. How about that? <laughs> the future of the franchise has shifted. Future of the franchise shifted when they tried to ship. RJ Barrett off to get Donovan Mitchell. Um, also excited for Orange Julius to ease up on minutes. I hope so. That'd be cool. I wouldn't mind that. But yeah, we saw the shift happen. The shift happened. Shift is past tense. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Russ. Uh, Alex, what's going on? Jeremy, my dream of trading three firsts for nine future protected firsts just took a huge hit tonight. <laughs> Hashtag keep the dream alive. Hashtag Cheshire Cat. Yes. Hashtag play deuce. It's not impossible. It can still happen, but it's looking it's looking a little grim. Anything's possible. Thanks, Alex. Brian Jones over the late eight over the last eight with crunch time matchups against LeBron, Leonard, Harden, and Wagner. It became obvious we need a bigger and switchable wing. Uh, he, yeah. He's 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 gonna help you. You know? He's gonna help you. And again, like I'm not saying they they do drive and kick in crunch time offensive situations. Um, but like if you stick Josh Hart in the corner, teams are not going to it's not gonna screw you all up. You might might not want to drive and kick to him. It's not gonna screw up Brunson's ability to do what he does. It's not gonna if you and Brunson's usually the guy that's getting the ball there. So I think that's gonna be a good thing. Thanks, Brian. Uh, busy? Are we beard shaming now? Glad I'm not on camera. No beard shaming here. I have this Dallas Clippers game on in the background, by the way. Keep, keep rooting for um, Dallas to lose. Yeah, because it's the only pick the Knicks might have. <laughs> I, just want, I don't even care about that. I just want Kyrie to lose. No, no, I know. Uh, David Gradier, three protected picks. And Toronto wants picks. They send Van Fleet out for more picks. Toronto is the stacks with three picks. I might be missing something. I agree with you that Toronto will probably... I, I think they're going to trade Van Fleet for what it's worth. Just my two Yeah. Teams. Yes, this was the original three-team trade that we had talked about earlier with Hayward and yeah, Thad Young, Fournier, all that. If they, but if they trade Van Vliet, I think they've got to keep going. They can't just stop with him. Uh, I don't so. They have to do the whole team, but they no, they yeah. can't just do Van Vliet. They need someone. To I think if they do Van Vliet, I, I think they uh, Trent could go too. But I, I don't. I still don't think they're going to trade OG. 
Uh, thanks, David. Danny, can we take a moment to acknowledge the gift the Lakers were handed today? Danny Ainge can go kick rocks. <laughs> Helping the Lakers like that, disgrace. Shake my head. I mean, look, it, if you think it's a gift, you're putting a lot into the reports that Danny wanted, this, that, and the other thing for the players that he ended up trading to the Lakers. I think on its face, he gave up Mike Connolly Jr., Jared Vanderbilt, and Mikael Beasley for a 2027 top four protected pick. Is that a little light on its face? I, I think maybe, a, yeah, sure. It's light on its face. At the same time, none of those assets are premium assets. No individual one of those assets are premium assets. Vanderbilt is not a premium asset. McCow is not a premium asset. Mike Connolly Jr. is not a premium asset. Now, together, the Lakers treated it as a premium asset or pre- the closest they were going to get to a premium asset because they needed to do something with Russ very clearly. But like, he took three non-premium assets and got not a gold chip, but like top four protected. The Lakers could win three games that season, and there's still a better than 50% chance that that pick will convey to Utah as the fifth or whoever owns it by that point as the fifth pick in the draft. So that's, I think that's a pretty damn good asset. The fact, the difference is top five versus top four protections. And I don't think that's an accident. Um, Cause it makes a difference to me sitting here thinking about it. What are your, what are your thoughts, Jeremy? I still just think it's LA, you know, they're, if they have oodles and oodles of cap space at a later point, they're just, if they know that their pick is probably going to convey and they're not going to need to tank for it, they'll be fine. Just, being average. And then if we're talking about like, right. Like if we're talking about them yielding the 15th pick, 14th pick, like, yeah, I think this is worth it still for the jazz, but I just, I don't know. I'd understand like the Mavs pick in 2029. That I think has some incredible value. The Lakers pick being protected top four. I, I think they can find a way for it to just be, you know, won't be great, but it won't be terrible. And, And that's worth it to them. One other thing that I've seen a lot of people say, oh, this is a really good trade for the Lakers. I don't think it really changes anything ultimately for them. I don't think they were in the title. If you're not judging this year's Lakers on whether or not they make a trade to win the title or not, I think you're misjudged. That, that, see, to me, that is this is where it's apples to, not oranges, apples to rocks between the Lakers trade and what the Knicks, not the Lakers trade, a, any potential Lakers trade versus any potential Knicks trade. The Lakers are thinking about now. This year, right now, Ron James is prime right now. Are you winning a championship with D'Angelo Russell, Mikael Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt? Malik. Malik. What did I say? Mikael. Mikael. Sorry. It's okay. Malik. Same, Malik. Five, same five letters. You got it. You're good. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't see them. I don't see this being a championship team now. Now, maybe LeBron and AD is so good that it doesn't matter. But so it's like to me, it's, it's I don't want to call it a half measure, but it might wind up being a half measure. We'll see. Thanks, Danny. Dzilla, joining late. It's all good, man. Sorry if you covered this already, but is this the best trade the Knicks could have made? Good vibes. Let's go KFS. Man, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> for me personally, as you could, as everybody could tell, I think this is probably about the best they could have done because it's. I, I think it's the best player they were getting. Put put an Obi aside, which would have cost an arm and a leg. And a torso. I think you got a really good player and you gave up something you could live with. So, yeah, I, 
like I, I'm sure as hell would rather this than Cam for a, a freaking second round pick from some decent team. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. We could be sitting here saying like, oh, well, all right. They moved off of Cam. We'll see what they do. Yeah. That's not the attitude. That's not... That's not the vibe right now. It's okay. There's a there's someone who is going to make the Knicks better tomorrow than yep. they were today. Yep. And that's yep. important. And, you know, they didn't even use any of the protected first that they traded out of to what they got with the 11th pick overall last year. They used their own and it's lottery protected and there is a safety net involved. And that's important. I'm actually shocked this pick is lottery protected as opposed to top eight or top six or top four like maybe they don't do the trade if, if maybe the, you know i good job by them getting lottery protections on it i just throw that out there as well uh max color do you believe the star trade will come in 23 or 24 um i think it depends on the market jeremy depends on the market there you go thanks max um hamdy m what clicked with boston last year after the all-star break yes i'm dreaming they have. I, th- I think the talent is a little bit different, um, but I'm excited to watch the team. I'll say that. I'm excited to watch the team. RJ Barrett sent that team to the NBA Finals. <laughs> Their season turned around after that, so there's still time for him to turn the Knicks season even further in the right direction. Like, if you want to dream, the Knicks are squarely a top 10 offense. They just got a, a good, if imperfect, offensive player who's really good and is going to really help them on defense. And Mitch is coming back. I, mm. Okay. Um, Red Sarachek, just tell me this doesn't hurt our sweet prince, Quentin Grimes. I don't, th- I don't think so. He seems as safe as anything to me. Uh, they love him. He's on a dirt cheap contract. He's two years away from needing to be extended. Two and a half years away from needing to be extended. Quentin Grimes is fine. I would imagine he still starts. So I hope so. I hope so. Thanks, Red. Robert Cross, first time, long time, John. Are there any other fan communities that will take on Kevin? Maybe Brooklyn. Um, we'll we'll so you want to give them 88 fans? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to negotiate that. We'll put we'll put Jeremy to to work. Thanks, Robert. Jacob Slavitt, Robert Randolph saying RJ will be moved. <laughs> Well, RJ, congratulations. You just survived the trade. <laughs> uh, shout out to your own Weissman who wrote a fantastic piece the other day about Robert Randolph that I just could not get enough of. Uh, hashtag tapped in. There you go. I just appreciate his determination. Robert Randolph? Yeah. He's going to get going. right one of these days. Of course. You know, um, blind squirrel gets a nut, clock, broken clock, all that stuff. But to keep the bit going, as someone who loves committing to bits, I respect the hell out of Robert Randolph. I'm all about the bit. I don't think it's yeah. a bit. Oakster, CAA Asian prediction. Watch for a D-Rose for Kennard to happen tomorrow. LA cuts wall. Kennard, um, ah, damn it, Dallas is going to win. Kennard uh, has the same agent as Randall, Brunson, Hardenstein, and Hart. Uh, again, another part of my wonderful newsletter that is going to be edited for... <laughs> I was like, anyway. Um, um, yeah, I don't. I don't know about this. Just based on the money work. So the the money does work. That's not the concern. The concern is that then the Knicks are pretty pretty much committed to the tax next year. Whereas if they just moved Rose for expiring salary, they're 
likely avoiding any concern of the tax. Uh, LA is not going to cut John Wall. They can just move him. If like they're, they've already spent so much in luxury taxes that they could find a way to get out from his contract. It's also a team option for next year. Some team might be interested in it. So um, I hear you. I just, I'd be surprised if this played out that way. They might get Russ too. All right. We came in under the two hour mark. (laughs) It flew by. Jeremy Cohen, you're a fucking animal, man. As are you. As are you. Our fandom, our fandom drives us. At the end of the day, our fandom drives us. And I was happy to do this tonight. This was, this was, I enjoyed this. I was happy it was mostly positive. Um, thank you for everybody for tuning in or to everybody for tuning in. Uh, if you are watching this and you're not subscribed to this channel, do yourself a favor. Subscribe to the next Film School channel. We will be live again tomorrow at 2 p.m. for any other additional things that happen because you clearly haven't gotten enough of us yet. Um, yeah, that's it. Giddy up. Good night, I guess. Good night. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.